And here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening, coming to you from the Newport Music Hall in Columbus. Um, That's where I am right now. Hold on, I should Google that to see. Like, I should like get us the Newport Music Hall. Yeah, it's the Welcome to the Country's largest continually running rock club. Wow! Wow! Where tonight? Okay. Oh yeah, okay. Serious oh, XM. This is a small place. This is nice. Yeah, it's and we're doing a twenty-one pilot show here, and I am, I'm currently set up. You know what? I just want to be clear. Yesterday, I did the show lying down in a bed. Today, I am doing the show in the lobby of the Newport Music Hall Rock Club, based on okay. reading the sign right now. Yeah. And uh, that is what I do so that we can get the show out there for everyone. It's important to me. So the big news is you booked Tyler and Josh. No, no, I didn't. Uh, what? I believe those are the members of 21 Pilots, right? Yeah. They, they had a great sound check yesterday. They're doing a lot of stuff here, but no, I did not book them to appear on the show. You, that would have been the smart move. Um, part of me wonders how much trouble I would get in if I just was like, listen. <laughs> the thing is, I pro- what's funny about, and we've talked about this before on the show, is what's funny about that is I don't think I would get in that much trouble like with 21 pilots, but the trouble I would get in from where we work at SiriusXM is fucking immense. Oh, yeah. You would, that, that's a line you just do not cross. Yeah. So um, It used to be more intense back in the day. You th- I think it's everyone's just gotten used to it, so it doesn't seem as intense to you now. Like, it used to be, like, really, like, hey, don't bother people. But now people know, like, oh, you get in a lot of trouble if you, you know. Y- y- y-. See, like, at, we've talked about this before on the show. Every time you hear an interview that sounds like it's like, oh, wow, they just ran into each other. What are the fucking odds? Right, How could- right. It's never happened like that ever. It does no. not happen like that. Everything you see in entertainment is scheduled. It's It's talked about in advance like maybe they could do a surprise run-in so it's a surprise run-in in the sense that it's not a surprise at all correct so if you just start fucking approaching people for an interview then you're like doing tmz journalism like that's that's what it is and that doesn't fly you can do that once once, well there were no there was once i was at a super bowl right and and nicole versus the streets Mm mm-hmm and and can you I well, was well, trying explain explain what Nicole versus the streets is for people for the for the five or six people on earth that don't listen to the morning mashup there is we ask a question yeah and then ask uh, and some, then we uh, make a woman look stupid <laughs> we ask a trivia question and we ask a telephone caller like a contestant if Nicole's gonna know the answer if somebody on the streets will know the answer both or neither right see and, and the it, joke is that Nicole's a moron. I right. guess that's. I mean, that's not. No, the joke is that, that is certainly the joke. The, jo- the the implication is Nicole's a moron. Will she know this? I guess, but but we're really the feel the, good show, though. No, the fun of it. The fun of it, though, wasn't so much whether she knew it or whether she didn't know it. It's that if she didn't know it, she used to come up with, and she still does, but like just absolutely ridiculous answers instead. Okay, and that's what was fun. But that's what was fun. That's what was fun. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I tried to ask Tony Saragusa. The go- goose. Big, the big goose. man. Big man. Uh, like as, as the guy on the streets. And like this was a scheduled thing. It wasn't like I just ambushed him. I had gone through our talent person, went through Fox's talent person, because I think that's who we worked for at the yeah, time. Yeah. And like I got up and I kind of explained it like, hey, we're just doing a little game. Game. This is really simple. I'm gonna, you know, ask a couple questions, and and he's like, "Oh no, 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 no! You're like Howard Stern. You're gonna make me look like an idiot." He's like, "No, no, no, no!" And just like stormed away. And I'm like, "Oh, well, you should have aired that. That was that was, that was quite the overreaction." Why didn't you air that and make him? By the way, I don't think with all with all due respect to Tony Saragusa, I don't know if you need a lot. You're gonna make me look like an idiot. You're gonna do it. <laughs> But did you but air I, that? I don't think I I'd hit record that. yet. That's oh. why I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hit record yet. But see, this is the thing. Like, like I thought the whole thing was when you talk to people on the streets. I mean, guys, guys, I don't know if anyone's noticed this. When's the last time the streets didn't know the answer? The streets always know the answer. Okay, the streets always know the answer. 
So that leads me to believe that somebody is telling the people on the streets the answer more times than not. So why? No. He, no. No. So, but Tony Saragusa, if you were going to air that, why were you weren't going to make him look like an idiot? So he had to get the question right, right? Right. So why didn't you just say like, I'm going to ask you, you know, what is who are the the the, the two members of Twenty One Pilots? Give them the names and then just be like, uh, here, say that. Like instead, he see, acted like other, you were trying to stab him. There's other ways around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I could tell you the secret is how as to how the streets always know the answer, well, the but I promise always, I, w- the streets always it's know the not answer because we give them the answer. Or you just cut it. You just wait for the people that that know the answer and then use those people. I would. You imagine. might be onto something. Oh then. my god! If I rip back the curtain on this fucking <laughs> radio magic, can I tell you something about this Twenty One Pilots show? This is going to be, uh, and I'm not talking about like a, I'm not a woman in a nursing home talking about her, her flashy grand, uh, granddaughter when I say, this show is going to be a hot ticket. This show is, people are very excited. There's been a line outside well, hometown. Since, since 7 a.m. And can I tell you that these people waiting outside, they have tickets. They Which have is, tickets. It's not even like they want to get it. I mean, I mean, there are definitely some people that don't, but there are people that already have tickets, and they want to be up close so so badly that they've been here since seven o'clock in the morning. That's fandom. Is there anything you like in your life that you would consider <laughs> waiting outside that long for? So when I was like maybe I, I think when I was the first concert I ever went to, yeah. I went early and got there at like 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Oh, maybe it was noon. Maybe By the we way, how loud is that coming through there right now? That uh, is that very loud, or can you still hear me? No, I can still hear you. Great. It just sounds like you're you're definitely at the venue. That's all. Huh? Well, I am. That is true. And and it was the biggest waste of time ever. We got there. So how wait? Just, how early did you get there? I'm sorry, they started playing. It music was. I, I say we got there at noon. Okay, and when were the doors? Uh, what, seven, eight o'clock? Oh, my God, why? Because I thought, like, that's what you had to do, you know? We had to get there early. I didn't want to miss anything. I mean, what if the band drove by? See, this is the this is the other thing. People are under the impression if you go to a venue early, you can meet the band. Yeah. No. More times than not, no. Right? Would you agree I, with I that? I guess, I, I mean, like, I really sort of thought, and again, you know, like, I was What band was it? Pink Floyd. You thought you were going to meet fucking Pink Floyd. I didn't think I would meet Pink Floyd, but I thought maybe like you'd see them like the bus drive in. You'd be like, "Oh, there's there they are." Did you even know what Pink Floyd looked like? Like I know Roger Waters. I know what he looks like. I don't yeah, know I any of the other I guys. I would have known what they look like. Yeah. Okay. I had an ex though that didn't know what they look like. I wouldn't. I would be in that category. I had an I had an ex that like was in um, Germany. Yeah. And she was. They were staying at the Four Seasons in Germany, and she does check out that Roger Waters would be at a Four Seasons in Germany based on some things he said. <laughs> she's she's checked. She's texting me, and she's like, "This is really weird. Like, um, I'm in the gym, and there's there's only three people in the gym. There's me, and I'm on the treadmill, but there's a guy on a bike, and he's like an old guy, and there's just this big young guy watching him." <laughs> Like a bodyguard? Like, yeah, and so it was a bodyguard, and she sent me a picture. I'm like, um, that's Roger Waters. Oh, shit. <laughs> and she was like, and then she be, she made friends with him. Really? Yeah. Did they hang out? Like, yeah, she hung out with him. Her and her dad had, like went down and had a drink with him and Nick Mason. That's unbelievable. I know. And like they were just because they, do, they were doing some show in Germany, and they were just, you know, because she worked out with him and was nice to him. They, uh, she made friends with Pink Floyd, and I'm like, I'm incredibly jealous of you. That is cool, and and as some, and we've talked about this before. As somebody who works in the entertainment industry, both you know, obviously both Ryan and I do. There's a lot of interactions you have that are great, and there's stories, and you tell them. But it's still so much better when you run into somebody organically. Yes. Yeah. Way better. Like the time you uh, were going to play Xbox with Ryan Cabrera or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, there was, there was a band once that told me a story that they were like, they had just gotten signed and they were playing one of their first um, gigs ever. Yeah. And they got in an elevator and just started talking to a guy and it was Rick Nielsen and they didn't recognize it. Oh shit. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, I'm in a band too. <laughs> it's like, it's called Cheap Trick. 
and and uh, and they became like fast friends, which was really like it was a great story. That but yeah, awesome. when you just run into somebody organically, it's much it's much cooler. It's much better. So anyway, you go to the Pink Floyd concert. You're 16 years old. You show up at noon. The doors are at seven. This is in an arena or an outdoor venue. It was RFK Stadium. Where the Redskins used to play. Oh my God! First of all, we call them the Washington Football Team now. Secondly, not in, not, not in whatever nineteen whatever ninety year that was. By the way, just just by that logic, there's a lot. That's a pretty terrible way to go about it because if you're you were right, like, you're, you were like right. Well, in the forties, we said something different, so I'm going to say <laughs> that for today's broadcast. The fuck logic is that? All right, you're right. You're right. So. So you're at RFK Stadium. You go, you go there. You're in the parking lot, and then what happens? I got um, uh, accosted. Uh, let's see, approached by um, religious monks. Okay, there wasn't like a cop there that was like, "Why aren't you in school?" No, it was on a Saturday. It was cool. Okay, and and so uh, just pretty much who gave us uh, lessons on karma and reincarnation. Were they trying to like get you into some cult, or were they just? Being I think nice? so. Yeah, you know, you know, under- like you know, like the guys that usually go around and hand out the cards, the little silver or gold cards. Yeah, in what the do city. those mean? I've never understood what those dudes do. Well, and they want you to give them a dollar back for it, you know, if you don't a donation for it. I don't know what it is. They do. So they're like, they're, wait, the monks that hold that's like mixtapes where they're like, yeah. wait, now pay me for this. Yes, that doesn't seem very monk like. I, I know, that. but that's that's what it is. But it was it was one like someone like that and and started giving us uh, like like he was there for like an hour. Huh. And, had there, and were you with other 16 year olds? Yeah, I was with two of my friends from high school and like we were just too polite and didn't know how to get rid of them. We're like, no, Jesus. tell us more about karma. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, we had nothing else to do. We're sitting in the lawn in RFK Stadium at 1 p.m. for a night concert. Now, did 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 you drive no there band. or did your parents drop you off? I drove. It was one of the first times, like, my parents ever let me take the car So why didn't you just get the fuck out of there? Because we didn't want to miss anything. Okay, and so what? I mean, you could you could kind of hear the like the sound check going on inside the stadium. And that, well, as you find, come to find out, working in the industry, lots of times you're hearing a sound check. You're hearing an old show check. they played. They might not even it might not even be the yeah. people playing. Yeah, they're just playing something through down the line. Like right sure now, whatever work. you're hearing behind me is not live being played. It was played right. yesterday or something. Right. Um. So, RFK. You're there all day. Anything, anything of note ended up happening besides the monk? No, just just this the guy who wanted to. And then we went into the concert, and it was awesome. And then drove home. But yeah, it was it was like after that, I never went to a concert early again. Yeah, no shit, Ever. man. Yeah, it's not worth it. There's nothing happening. Not worth it anyway. But I am at a concert very early because it's my job. The Sirius XM Small Stage Series. I'm here in Columbus, Ohio. Ryan's at the uh, at the Lake House up on Greenwood Lake. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about Columbus, Ohio, though. Yeah, because I was just trying to think. Like, you're in Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. And this this venue looks awesome. Yeah. What's it called again? The Newport Music Hall. The Newport Music uh, It looks awesome. I'm looking at pictures of it online while you're talking. Lovely. But Columbus is, is one of those places that I feel like is the, the like, perfect example of, of everything that's wrong with the way we built our cities. What? Wow. <laughs> How did they, cool. Glad I can have this conversation standing around a bunch of people who live in Columbus because I was actually I know, thinking. I now, and I have to be honest, I don't know if I've made this up or this is true, but it sounds true. Okay, so I think it might be. But there's a lot of chain restaurants and there's a lot of cool stuff around here. And I've heard that Columbus is like a big test market because there's yeah, such a cross section of people. I've heard like this too. Ohio State. But is that true or did I make this up? No, I've, I've, I've heard that. Now, I don't know how true it is, but I've mm. heard the same thing. Yeah, exactly. No, so I, I'm just more in the sense that like it feels like, and I've never I, I've never actually been to Columbus. Right. But just what I know about it, it feels like the absolute worst in strip mall, suburban sprawl, four lane highways, nowhere to walk and like just like. You know, an, an earth-killing city. Okay, what, what earth-killing? First of all, we've always had this argument. What I love about Colum- first of all, I think the architecture on a lot of these places is great. What I would tell you, driving around this place, I don't obviously, mean individual buildings. I mean, like the way the city's like. I like, love it's, it. It seems. I love it. 
I'm saying, though, like, you see a Taco Bell here, it looks like a fancier Taco Bell. I don't know if it's because it's new. I don't know what's happening. But it's, it's like, I like the vibe of Columbus now. But there's w- no place to walk, right? There's sidewalks. Like, in I mean, Columbus, I mean, where do you get out of your car? Like, if you wanted to, if, if I wanted to come to Columbus, you, and I wanted to meet Do you think that the a, invention of fucking sidewalks has not made its way to Columbus, Ohio? No, but I mean, like, there's no, there's no place worth getting out of your car and walking around in Columbus, is the impression that I have. What, what do you what Other do you than, like, maybe the Ohio that? State campus. So where, where, you're saying you want to just be, like, an urban explorer? No, 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 no. I'm saying that when you go to New York City, it's the worst example ever, right? But there's Times Square. Or there's Central Park. Or there's... And, and, and let's just talk about, like, or, or there's, you know... So you're saying that Columbus doesn't have enough landmarks for you? No, I'm saying that it's that it's nothing but strip malls. That, that my impression of it yeah. is nothing but strip malls and suburbs. Well, I think more what you're discussing is your impression of cities that aren't major, major cities. Right. No, no, not a major city in the way that, like, Columbus is a newer city. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was it was done on this suburban, everyone drives everywhere plan. Yeah, and you have a problem with that? Oh, I have a massive problem with that. But crowded cities suck, too. There's no green space. There's no, like, like There's you want... plenty of green you space. Want, so you just want a bunch of New Yorks everywhere? Yeah. Oh, my God, that sounds awful. First well, of all... Well, I mean, like, no, but you realize that, like, that the, the Columbuses of the world are literally, like, what's causing all our, like... Burning all the fuel. So you're saying like, that's the problem. So you're saying that specifically Columbus, Ohio, if I'm hearing this right, <laughs> is in your opinion responsible for global warming. It is in my yes. It is in my head. Interesting. It's in my head. The Columbus, Ohio. The like Columbus. No, it's in my head the example of the way we've we've fucked up urban design. Just because you have to drive around? Yes. No, that's exactly it. Is that is that is that it, it? Whereas every city looks the same, and it's just a four-lane road with strip malls full of targets. Like you can't walk there. There's no place you want to get out of your car and socialize and walk around, right? If if you even, it's just it's just a generic suburb. I and I don't know. I haven't been there, okay. but it seems like Columbus, in the way it's grown, like so recently feels like it was just the the perfect example of the city that was built to kill the earth. I don't think it was built to kill the earth. I think it was no, built to support... No, they didn't mean to do it that way. It's sort of like our ignorance in the way we did it. I think it was built to support uh, the Ohio State University. And I think it's... <laughs> f- uh, f- one, you can't have a bunch of New Yorks. That wouldn't work either, okay? what what? So if you were redoing America, you would just have like... 10 New Yorks spread out everywhere, 10 Manhattans, and then everything else would just be forest? No, like, I don't not understand. not 10 Manhattans, but you can't, like, you can't do... Are you clicking the, the sub- shit out of that pen or what? What? No, this is actually a receipt. Okay. This is uh, from a bar on 8th Avenue. You're like my cat. When I want to distract it, I ball up a receipt <laughs> and give it to it. <laughs> no, like, more like everything's got to be... Okay, so the, the suburban plan, right, mm-hmm. is that you have a house... Yes. And your grocery store is five miles from your house. Your target's five miles from your grocery store. All the kids are piled into one giant school somewhere else. Yep. Right? And 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 but there's 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 no mixing of the uses of the city. Okay. Ever. What do you mean mixing of the uses? Like you use you the sleep target in one as place, a you work alley? in another place, you buy shit in another place. So in your scenario you'd like to live in a tower that hosts a target and a school and your house? No, you have to you have to like like think about a small town or think about uh, a New York what, what, whereas what everything you, like, you do is in very close proximity not, and you don't really, need yeah, a but car still, to but do your, it. Yeah, but still but your your logic you, you still do stuff in different places in a small town nobody's like I delivered my baby at the fucking hardware store. Like I don't No. No, but the way places yeah, of course you do. And but the way the way that 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 the the new like everything that we've done yeah. to build cities, like in 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 since you know our grandparents' generation is wrong. That brings up and, another and, thing. And they're 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 ugly. Like every they're ugly. They're just they're just boring and ugly. Everyone looks exactly the same. Your 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 square brick Target and your square brick Walmart. And your and your and your chain restaurants are all generic and ugly. Well, I think that that's the case in some places, but also like there's only so many ways to design a city. Yeah, but like you can't. But but doing the suburban plan is 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 what is our environmental problem. Like that's the problem. 
Like, like the way we've built our cities and the way we rely on cars and driving everywhere and everything is so spread out and the way like our food chain is set up to be, that's the problem. Yeah, but I've long been a proponent of walking everywhere also sucks. Yeah, but like if like I'm trying to figure out, are you against cars? Is is it just cars? Is that what you're saying? Because when you talk about the Target being five miles away and the grocery store being five five miles away and the school being five miles away, in between those five miles, there's more houses and stuff. Yeah, but I think that there should be a handful of things that you use that are in walking distance to your house, and in the suburban model, there are zero. Okay, well, you sound a lot like my wife, who when we moved to Connecticut. She, you know, had grown up in Manhattan, and we went to look at houses, and she was like, there's no supermarket right next to the house. And I was just like, Correct. are you under the impression that everyone lives next to a friggin' supermarket? No, but that's the way, I mean, like, listen, if it's not the supermarket, maybe it's your dry cleaners, maybe it's your pharmacy, maybe it's the school, but, okay. like, something. Like, and, and, and you can't just have stores in the middle of nowhere with nobody living there. You can't have store parks. You've got to have people living around the yeah, stores. Yeah, but that's if you. But the but the benefit of that is that you you know you don't have real estate where people are you know living right next door to a Walmart. No one wants to do that. Well, maybe we should just get rid of Walmart. No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but no, but 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 at the same time, that that's not true. In New York, it's not an issue. New York's a different thing. People will buy a closet in New York for nineteen hundred dollars a month. It's 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 you have I mean, to. You can still do it large, but what I'm saying is, is that if 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 we really want to take this like cleaning up the environment seriously, we yeah. have to realize that the way we've built our cities is fucking wrong. Okay. Well, also though, and Columbus is the is the like the number one example she's of that. coming in hot. On have you ever been to Columbus? <laughs> I've driven through it. Oh, so it sounds like you've hurt the environment in Columbus. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, sounds like you have actively done the thing you are. I, Why didn't I, you walk through it, Ryan? I'm only picking on it because it is probably the largest city in this country that became its size within the last 50 years. Like in my lifetime, Columbus has exploded. Well, yeah, because of the, the university, I think. Right. But that's what I'm saying is, is like, but it's the suburban, it's not, well, you know. What I think is interesting is I would argue that the quality of life in all these places you say are destroying the environment or whatever are vastly superior to living in New York City. Are, like are you, they? You look it at depends on what you consider quality of life. I disagree with you. Okay. It, it, here in, I guess I consider space quality of life in the sense that you can get a nice house in a city like this as opposed to living in a friggin' box in New York City. No, like, I don't know who really wants to do that. Uh, also, you know, it's it's cleaner for sure. It is cleaner in in a city like this. Those things feel like they should be important. No, no, but okay. So so take New York out of it and use Boston. It's, uh, the same things. That's I Boston. I, Boston's not the suburban model. I mean, it's cold as hell. Yeah, but I, Boston's you can, far you can, closer to New York. Right, but what I'm saying is, is that you can you can get out and do the things you need to do. In close proximity to your house in Boston, there's sure. there's 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 a mix. Like the neighborhoods are mixed. The, the 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 uses of the neighborhoods are mixed. So it sounds like you're just advocating for more pharmacies in suburban areas. I guess. No, I'm advocating for 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 uh, like like the 1940s and 50s. You know, drive everywhere suburban plan to forget that we ever existed. That it existed. All right. You know, it's another weird thing about cities, and I saw this, I, I live in, you know, as I said, I live in Fairfield, Connecticut, and I was driving by this sign the other day that said, Welcome to Historic Black Rock. Every town is historic at this place, at this point. How, how, many, how many new cities are we adding per year? Any? Like, can you just make a township? How does that work? Somebody, you probably could. I mean, certainly industries pop up. Um, well, what I'm saying is, like, like, everything's historic. And that's yeah. just the way, like, a, a town puts up a nice sign, and they're like, welcome to historic. Now, every town has a couple things that it's like, well, this is our thing. It's like they all have a shitty small diner. They all have a local insurance firm, a real estate agent, a barber shop, and I would say a small hardware store. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, that's about right. And then if they put up a, if they put a, if they're on the ocean, they really uh, hammer that home, that they're a sea, uh, a sea town. And then, other than that, they just, every town says they're historic and tries, I think it's a way to, like, gussy up your town. What is, what is the most uh, uh, historic thing, was it West Greenwich is known for? 
where I'm from, yeah, it's East Greenwich. Get East it right. Greenwich. And I think the most we have, I, we have the uh, the Kentish Guard. I think I talked about one time. I didn't know what they did. We had to look that up. Don't recall what it was. Okay, yeah. And are from East Greenwich. Deborah Messing is from East Greenwich. There's that. Oh wow, that's big. Yep, I'm from East Greenwich, and that's pretty much an equal drop. That's like a very real drop off in talent. <laughs> so, you know. So, like where I'm from, I mean, like they have one good claim. There's oil. And it was like you claimed it was the first place to find oil? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, like, that's historic. I think that's a good one. All right. And then and then where I live now, Babe Ruth used to hang out here. So Babe Ruth that. used to hang out in Greenwood Lake? Yeah. Well, I mean, Derek Jeter had a house in Greenwood Lake, too. That no, he seems still more... does. It's for sale. Okay. So that seems... Who do you think is, is, is better? I mean, Babe Ruth, obviously more historic, but, but Derek Jeter is probably a better player, I would imagine. Probably a better a player. I think if Babe Ruth, I think if I think if Babe Ruth played in the modern majors, he wouldn't play in the modern majors. He'd be like, "Whoa!" He would get suspended. <laughs> I would imagine pretty quickly. <laughs> I don't know that the the uh, the cigar smoking would allow him to keep up with some other people. Yeah, that's definitely what I was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Any what else is going on in the news today? You got anything over there? Uh, in the news, I mean, or like, just like something to bring up. I'm here. I, I, I'm listening I to 21 El- Pilots. I talked out on John today. Oh, I mean that was that was the the big uh, the big thing on my day. I uh, okay okay. How was it, that? It was it was okay. It's exactly what you expected. How Elton long John. was the interview? Uh, ten minutes. Okay, ten minutes. So, but he, um, dude, he came on and he's from his living or his dining room, I guess it was. But it's exactly what you expected Elton John's house to look like. Gold colorful a little bit yes it was it was behind him there was like a a a hutch type thing Mm -hmm. that was full of ornate china okay and then and then there was two like old victorian paintings and then uh candles on the wall like lit candles on the wall a uh, candle chandelier so let's talk honestly was he was he sitting like in front of a laptop or was he because celebrities there are two different setups for celebrities these days when you do Uh a, a virtual interview i imagine this was over zoom or it was because it was in his house. They're either you know right over the laptop like a normal person, or they have like a camera set up in a room and they're just sitting in a chair, you know, like a almost like a press junket type thing. There is the. Th- it might have been the first, but it also might have been the third. What's the third? Because there is a third setup. What that is musicians that? Use instead of a laptop. Come on, Mark. I know you can do it. A webcam. A keyboard. He was sitting in front of a keyboard? He might have been sitting in front of a keyboard because at some point he tried, he started singing and it almost looked like he was playing, but we weren't hearing anything. So I'm wondering if he was sitting at a keyboard and, and the keyboard just wasn't hooked up to well, the Zoom. Well, because I was going to say, Jesus Christ, if Elton John was singing in fr- if sitting at a keyboard, how are you not like, hey, like, like that seems to be inviting people to be like, play something for me, Elton John. <laughs> Well, that's actually, I, I wish that, like, that was, if I ever had my way of designing the mashup studio, I would have the artists, I would have a keyboard in front of the yeah, artists. Yeah, of course, Ryan, because with all due respect, people like you, uh, you, Stan, and Nicole, but if the option is listen to them talk to Elton John or have them shut up and Elton John play music, who wins that argument? I don't understand what you're trying to I'm say. I'm saying people would rather hear Elton John just play music on a keyboard than listen to people talk to Elton John. Yeah, no. of course. But I mean, like, like when you talk to a musician, especially if there's a keyboard in front of them, they necessarily won't and probably don't want to sing a full song. Like, they know if they're going to perform or not. Just like you said, they know if it's going to be a surprise run-in. They know if they're going to perform or not. But when they're telling a story, sometimes they'll just be like, oh, and I, and I went like, burr, 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 and I went like, you know, and they'll, they'll use the keyboard as part of their story. But that's fucking it. weird. Then. then now you just want sound effects, or you want to be like a piano bar player, or just like a, a, like no, you want just... I mean like, or they might play just a little bit of the song. I don't know. So I think you could make this happen. Why don't you just set up a keyboard? Why don't I just set up a keyboard? Yeah, that's what it? I'm trying to say. Is I wish I could. That that would be something I would love to do. But I've never had control over the studio. 
So Elton If John. I wanted a keyboard, I'd have to fill out five paper request forms, and three engineers would have to come set it up, and then I'd have to fill out the same paperwork to get it taken down, oh, and that's for Jesus. every guest. Oh, Jesus, we're getting really in the weeds, in the Sirius <sighs> XM weeds here today. I know. I'm I very know. distractible when I'm hosting the show on the road. I, I, I lose track of what we're talking about, and then I just start looking around, and now I'm just looking at the posters in the venue. Oh, Elton John. Elton John. Um, so was he engaged? Like, did he want to talk to you guys? Because I would imagine when Elton John does press, he probably doesn't want to because he doesn't really have to. Right. No, he was, he was, he was really engaged. Like he, I think, I think he is, um, you know, I got the impression sort of taken back and at the same time loving how much, um, a lot of younger artists are sort of gravitating to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of good back and forth there. So, what what it, what was he promoting today? Does he have a remix or something with somebody? Well, the Dua Lipa, the song "Cold Heart" with Dua Lipa is out. All right, and, and there's going to be a new album that's like got a whole bunch of collaborations. Like Lil Nas X is going to be on it, and Nicki Minaj, and Charlie Puth, and Stevie Nicks, and Stevie Wonder, and like you know. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and you... his tour is about to start back up again. Yes, the farewell Yellow Brick Road tour, I believe. Yes. yes. So I went and saw that tour. Um. The first time. <laughs> I think I saw that tour, tour in, I want to say March of 2019. Okay. And then my, it's, it's kind of funny that my friends are like, oh, we really wanted to go to that. So I helped them buy tickets. And by the time, and then the show kept, you know, getting rescheduled like everything else. And by the time they eventually see this concert, like the way it was rescheduled, they hadn't even thought of having a baby when they asked me for their tickets. And their son's going to be fucking two by the time they go see Elton John. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. And that is if it happens. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good tour, though. I mean, Elton John, though, is, is one of those artists that... He, he really put himself in, again, this is just me speaking, you know, I don't really know anything about the process of actually playing music, but I feel like he put, yeah. him in a, he put himself in a really tough spot because his voice, just due to natural aging, there's no way that you can hit those notes. It's yeah. like him and Billy Joel, like Brendan Urie with Panic at the Disco. If Panic at the Disco is still very famous years from now, he's fucked. Like, he can't sing any of those songs. Well, what would the Four Seasons do? I guess they would just lower them. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that's they're they're in the same situation, and they're still, you know, Jersey Boys still goes strong. They're Jer- still on tour. Okay, first of all, the Four Seasons may be on tour, yes, but Jersey Boys is is young Broadway right, right. actors. No, but I meant that they're still that they still do a tour. I guess I don't know. I don't know what they, they sound like these tour. days. I don't know what they sound like either. But uh, what else did Elton? John, how did how did Elton John and Stan do together? I feel like that would be an no, interesting they were, combination. No, he was he was really great. I mean, like he talked a, he talked a lot about you know working with young artists. He talked he in in sort of one of the questions I had that I was going to ask is that is that he answered it is you know the tour got delayed the farewell tour got delayed now you're sort of like doing a second part of the farewell tour you're coming out with an album like in this like are you really done or in you know 2027 are we going to do this again? But he he seemed pretty definite that like I don't want to be on the road anymore ever. Yeah, I, 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 but I feel like does a residency because I know he did have the the gold piano or the red piano or something at in in Vegas. Is does a residency count as touring? Like if you say I'm not touring anymore, but then you do a a, a Vegas residency, have you gone back on your word? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's touring. I mean, I think that's like going to work every day. There's a huge difference that if you go to an office every day and your office happens to be the auditorium at the MGM. Yeah. Right. Then if you like have to get on a bus and stay in a different hotel and hope that they put clean socks on your rider. I think it would be a very interesting experiment by an artist to like not even go to somewhere like Vegas or somewhere where where uh, residencies happen. And like you could almost be like like if somebody like let's say Kiss. Right. said we're going to keep playing shows, but we're only going to play them in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to do five shows a week. Or three shows. You gotta come to Columbus, Ohio. It would be like such an interesting experiment for like the local economy. Like it's like if you want to see Kiss, you have to travel to Columbus. So it's sort of like it's sort of like like they almost like a sports team. Yeah, I was gonna say like Dollywood, but yeah, exactly. I kind of like that. That's a really. I think you'd have to be a certain Elton John could do it. Elton John could do it. I mean, like, but at the same point. 
can you think I can't think of any like local band somewhere that that already applies to meaning like somebody who could fill a, an arena well also though anyone that's big enough to do it it doesn't make financial sense to play like a 2,000 person venue you know three nights a week when they're like I don't like Billy Joel is the close like he still tours right but I use but he's quotes. got the garden yeah I use quotes in when I say tour Billy Joel plays the garden and he plays one other show per month and that's it and so Billy Joel what he can do is he's rich enough to just fly to the other show and fly back it's not like they're on fucking tour and I, I right. if I had to guess and I don't know for sure but if I had to guess he probably only does that other show per month because then he like can pay his band like to stay on so like they don't do anything else you know what I mean like a full salary or whatever and so, but how, I mean, like, I guess if, yeah, I guess if you're telling me that Bruno Mars decides that I'm just going to go home to Hawaii and only play there, I don't even know if he still lives there, but, you know, I, I, that made me go sooner. Yeah, I guess. But see, Hawaii, like, I'm talking about, I wouldn't even want it to be somewhere that people go naturally, like on vacation. Like, Hawaii you already has a ton of, of tourism. Way. Yeah, well, just to see, be in, you know, fly from wherever. Uh, anything else interesting come up with Elton John? That's a cool interview. I, I'm impressed by that interview. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool. He was, you know, we didn't have to. There wasn't much we had to do. He talked a lot, so it, it was. There's, you know, there's two types of people that you really have to keep prodding them and pushing them and asking them. But it seems like he came in and had things he wanted to talk about. Well, he's so also was, a professional. Like you, you, you interview somebody that's been in the game that long, and it's like he knows what he has to do. That like that's another unspoken part of an interview. When 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 a guest is giving you one word answers as a host, you want to be like, Can you, what the fuck. Like, yes. you knew what you were doing today. And it's so frustrating, too, when you see them on other shows, like, being all over the place. And, yeah. then, uh, and then I actually had a good—I had, I had Jimmy Fallon before I had Elton John, too. So I had a really— How was Jimmy Fallon? Why didn't you put them together and they could have made, like, done English voices at one another? <laughs> Jimmy Fallon did tell us a good Elton John story, though. What was it? He well, you've got to listen to the mashup. Okay, no, it's but, okay. Yes. no, no, I'm just kidding. He said, he said, if you, if you want to hear way, him actually tell the, the way, story, if you it's want to, I'm making it's it's really watering down a story here. Here's something that happened to Jimmy Fallon that Jimmy Fallon himself then told Ryan Stan Nicole about, and I'm just having Ryan now tell the thing Repeated. that Jimmy told them that never even happened to him. But <laughs> if, if, you know. if you want to hear a Jimmy, yeah, you know what to do. He 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 um said that they got sat next to each other at a charity thing. Mm-hmm. And that Elton was supposed to perform, and he sort of nudged him. And he's like, "Hey, man, you you think you can play Benny and the Jets?" And Elton's like, "No, man, I I don't do requests. Like, not happening." And Jimmy's like, "Ah, come on, it's my f-. like just joking with him. Like, do Benny and the Jets." And Elton's like, "No, man, just not happening. Stop asking. Sorry." And then he went up to do his performance, and the first song he sang was Benny and the Jets. <laughs> do you think that he was always going to play it? Yes, I think he was always going to play it, but he was totally just messing with Jimmy. I, uh, I, that's, <laughs> speaking of being seated with Elton John, I, I go to this restaurant sometimes in Los Angeles named Craig's. This is what he I talked, would to, Dude, he talked about Craig's. He said that the album that he put out was, was started when Craig, the owner of Craig's, introduced him to Charlie Puth at well, Craig's. See, this is what I would ask, because I would, I want, what I would like to know, because Elton, literally I've gone to that restaurant three times, he's been there twice, and then I follow that, like, he's, he's constantly spotted at Craig's, like, he fucking loves it there, it's a great restaurant, fine. Now, does that mean, what I would want to know, Elton, do you pay every night on a credit card, or do you have, like, a house tab? He's probably got a tab. And if so, how often do you settle up at the re- like? See, this, these are the things I would like to know because I've never been in a spot. Where, and by the way, Craig's, it's a hilarious place to have a house tab in the sense that it's not like you're getting a $4 burger every day. No. It's very pricey. Yeah. And, and did the last, when we were at, go ahead, I'll let you finish. I'll no, I just story. remember, like, even going in there, and as we talked about earlier, seeing a celebrity when you're not expecting to see a celebrity, I walked in there and I was like, holy shit, that's Elton John. Should I go? Like, I just wanted to be like, can I, I, what do I do? And it was just like, I guess I do nothing. But I wanted to be like, hello, Elton. I had it in my head. Anytime I see somebody anywhere, my thing is, I know that they meet people all the time. And their job is to just shake hands and be nice and be like, and you're like, I love your music. And they're like, okay, thanks, thanks. But I'm always like, maybe I'll be the ones that they, the one they become friends with. (laughs) Hey, and it's happened to you. I really worked for the friendships yeah, you did I really have. Really worked for that one. Um, so, so Nicole and I, we were out in LA uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so we're like, you know, we should go to Craig's. 
and we're rubes. Like, oh, you just tried to walk in and be like, can I have a table for two? No, we called and they're like, hey, you know, I called at like one in the afternoon. I'm like, hey, can I get a table for uh, three people tonight at seven? And they're like, dumbass. Uh, we have 4.30 or 11. <laughs> Where'd you go instead? <laughs> uh, Spago. Oh, all right. That's yeah, Wolf Spago King, right? was great. Yeah. So. Delicious. But we really wanted to go to Craig's. And part of me is just like, I, I don't, and you can answer me this. If we had just gone in and sat at the bar, would we have been okay? Um, I've actually done that there. By the way, I'm moving my location because my laptop is going to die. But I've Uh-oh. actually I've actually done that and stayed at the bar there. And it, it's tough to get an actual table. You can stand around the bar. Because I wonder if the place has turned into like a looky-loo, play, looky-loo situation for celebrities too. Because... Now, like, if I guess what I'm saying is, if if we know about it enough to discuss that Elton John's going to be there on the radio, people looking to see people must go wait outside that restaurant, right? Well, it's one of the few places—not few places, but it's one of the places in LA that you know when you go, there's going to be ten paparazzi standing outside. Yeah, that's true. Listening to uh, this is happening, Faction Talk 103, also available as a podcast wherever you get them. I am in Columbus, Ohio, at the. Uh, Newport Music Hall, SiriusXM, is part of our small stage series as a show with uh, 21 Pilots. And by the way, go to SiriusXM.com because there's a lot of cool shows that you can potentially see me put up signage and banners at. So <laughs> that's have cool. You had a, have you had a uh, This Is Happening listener yet? It happens every so often, I'll be honest, and people are like, hey, I think I, I, I listen. Anytime somebody's like, oh, I know your show, my yeah. reaction is still like, they must be confusing me with somebody else. Yeah, they're, they're just being polite. Yeah. Has anyone ever said that they don't listen to the morning mashup, but they do listen to this is happening? Uh, I've not had that. Yeah, I like I've I've had definitely had the people. I mean, in they're the out DMs. there. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, but, I've had the people in, in the DMs, but not in person. Yeah. We had about ten minutes left in today's episode, uh, which was discussed. That so far, we've covered you know Ryan thinking that Columbus is screwing up global warming and then um elton not, john not necessarily columbus but it's just like that that suburban sprawl i don't know to me maybe i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong at mashup ryan if i had that city all wrong but to me it just feels like that's the example of the, the one city that's grown in the last 50 years and just done it in the way we need to forget interesting what do you got ryan so uh, there's something here and I, I both love and hate these kind of surveys. Mm. Like these, ex- I don't know what you would call it. The the average person, right, yeah. uh, spends 55 days of their life deciding what to watch on TV. Okay. Uh, wait, they spend 55 days? 55 days of their life deciding what to watch on TV. Okay, the, so average, the average week, 24, 24 minutes a week. Are spent deciding what to watch on TV. Well, so how how long does the average person live? You think 80, 80 years? I mean, yeah, life expectancy right now I think is like seventy or eight or eighty. Okay, which means you only do about twenty nine thousand two hundred days. Honestly, that seems low. Like, I, if you were to ask me how many days have you already lived, I'd be like, I don't know, like twenty nine thousand. But I guess not. Yeah. Uh, Seven, right. Seventy eight and a half years old is the the current life. Okay, so we're gonna do seventy eight point five times yeah. three sixty five. So you do about 28,000 days, 28,600 days. So that means, I mean, I guess, 50, so 55 of those alone is just you're looking at TV Guide. 55, another 55 of them is is uh, trying to decide what movie to watch. Wait, so it's 110 days? Total, Total. yes. I thought, I thought it was something, when this first came up... I thought you said it was 110 hours off air. No. I was like, that seems like a lot. A hundred, so you spend 110 days of your life trying to fucking figure out what to watch on television. Or, or a movie, yeah. Figuring out what to watch, yes. Well, I wonder... This I, is, think that, I think that sounds low, to be completely honest. Dude, I can spend, I can spend an hour flipping through Netflix. I, like, Netflix, to me, is, is the, the old dollar bin at Walmart, the old dollar DVD bin. Yeah. Like that, sometimes I feel like that when I'm flipping through Amazon or Netflix looking for a movie that just there's nothing good and I just keep going. Well, I do think that this is okay. This is a problem that has only been exacerbated by like technology, in the sense that you know you, you know the argument. You, there used to be three channels, then there was cable, 
then there was, you know, whatever else. Now it's like, okay, you can scroll through Netflix. I can't find anything. I guess I'll scroll through Hulu. I, you can make a night out of just not out of deciding what to watch. The thing that I don't know, though, is like what really frustrates me is mm. how much am I not, are they not showing me when I'm scrolling? What do you mean? You think they're hiding the good stuff from you? Yes, absolutely. What fucking sense would that make? They no, want I you to like their service. They want you to find something to watch. Correct. So they put their algorithm and it's the, these are the things we think you would like. So therefore that's what they're showing me. Like, dude, I know that there are shows on Netflix that, and I'm not saying, and this is how I know that they could be leaving the good stuff out. And I'm not saying that I would watch them. Right. But I never get an ad for outer banks on, on Netflix. Okay. But like, if you scrolled enough, wouldn't you find it? I mean, maybe, but I have to scroll deep or I have to search it. But, like, there's all sorts of shows on Netflix that, like, I know exist. But, like, I don't, but they're not for me. Like, dude, I think about all the kids programming that they don't show us. Because you might, you probably see a lot more of it because you have a kid. Well, let me ask you this. Would you watch any of that? I don't, see, that's what I don't know. I'm not saying that I would watch kids programming, and I'm not necessarily saying that I want to watch Outer Banks. But if I, if I know they're leaving those things off, then there's other things that they're leaving off that I might want to watch. I Does get that make the sense? point. Yeah, no, I get it. I just don't know if I fully agree with it. Have you yeah. watched any? Uh, lately, my favorite streaming service has been HBO Max. I've been okay. loving HBO Max. I've actually started watching Entourage again. I have no idea you why. That. You I told me that. I just it's. It's one of those things where I, if I started, I watched one episode and I was like, okay. And then I was like, I'll watch a couple more. And then before I know it or knew it, I, it's like, well, I got to see this through now. Now I feel like I got to watch the entire series again. Yep. But at least that's, that's a show that you can sort of binge. Like that's, it, there is... Um, half hour shows are the easiest ones to binge. Half without hours a doubt. are easy, but there's also a storyline that like, you know, threads them along. I don't understand how people binge watch Friends because like, what's the difference? There's no... No, no, real... there's, there's, there are storylines, especially when you watch them together. In fact, certain shows, I don't know how people kept up on shit before they would binge watch it because it's like, how do you keep this together from week to week? This only makes sense to me right now because I've watched six of them in a row. Well, the storylines were so subtle. I mean, like, it's such a new, you know, the week to week storyline is still such a new concept. Really? Yeah. I guess. I mean, like, dude, like, like the wire is like the beginning. I don't know about that. You think so? Of ones that were good. By the way, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Omar. I mean, like the Sopranos. Maybe the Sopranos rather than the Wire. All right, but but as far as as far as binging stuff, and, and forgive me if I've said this already in a recent show, but. Uh, the reason I started watching Entourage again was because I saw an article with Doug Elin, the creator. Maybe have, have I brought this up on the show? No, I don't think you have. I saw an article with Doug Elin, the creator, that's like I got, I got a bunch of new material because HBO is like rebooting, you know, Sex and the City, and there's the Sopranos pre- prequel, and people were like, "What about Entourage?" And uh, Doug Elin said, "Hey, I got material. I'm just waiting. I've talked to the guys. They're all in." And it was like, "Well, of course they're in." Of course they are. <laughs> yeah, you actually, you did bring this oh, up. Oh, no, yeah. It's I, like, what else is Adrian Grenier doing? Although I did see him in some Netflix thing the other day when I was scrolling through Netflix. Uh, well, he, tra- he wanted to do, like, documentaries and things like that, didn't he? I don't know. I haven't kept up with his career. He was in Drive Me Crazy and then fucking Entourage. And then- no, he was in Devil Wears Prada. Don't forget that. I always wonder what it's going to be like to play a character. Like, we, I've said this before, but every person in a movie plays a character who's every, every person normally plays somebody who's like their life is worse than their actual life. Yes. Like, a, like an actor plays a drug addict or a killer uh-huh. or something. Certain actors, like um, Damien Lewis on Billions and, uh-huh. you know, Adrian Grenier, they have to play somebody that's like, it's like their fantasy characters, their life is so much better than their real life. That must be yeah, weird. Yeah, they're playing a billionaire, and then they go eat a Burger King. Well, and I don't know about that, but, like, you know, <laughs> Vinny Chase was, like, an actual famous actor in the world of Entourage. Not nearly, he's way more famous than actual Adrian Grenier was. That's how you say his name, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, like back was, when, when, whenever when he was on Entourage, everyone said Grenier. Grenier. 
Okay. But see but what I I'm saying? Like, right. like that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's so fucking weird, no? No, it's got to be, it's got to mess with your head a little bit. It it totally does. Because if if you're, like, I always think about people, like, I met a guy once who's who's a that guy, right, Who, who plays the president a lot. And then you meet him in real life, and he's just sort of like an actor who's just sort of like, yeah, man, I'm I'm here. But then you see him, and he's always playing the president, and you think he's some, like, you know, authoritative, quick decision-making, smart guy. And then you realize, oh, he's just an actor who He's just the reading the things they told him to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite streaming service? These Do you subscribe to a lot of streaming services? I, I pretty much subscribe to all of them, except for Disney. I don't know why I'm not on, on Disney. Because you're an adult. Because well, you're an no, adult. I, I, I need to catch up on The Mandalorian. I have to, like, depend on one of my friends' houses. Oh, Jesus. Um, but I've been watching a lot of Hulu. I started watching. I just Get started watching. the package watching. of Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus. It brings the cost down a lot. Um, started watching Only Murders in the Building. I want to start watching that. How is it? It's so so. There's really split things. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. But a couple people that I've recommended it to have been like, "Yeah." How many episodes is it? I think it's ten. Okay. So I mean, only the, if anything, there's three or four of them out right now. My favorite shows right now are ha- uh, Ted Lasso and I loved Hacks. Can't recommend Hacks enough. That was great. Ted Lasso What's, also I- phenomenal. I don't even know what Hacks is on. Uh, Hacks is on HBO Max. Okay. Definitely. I'm telling you, HBO Max is like my favorite streaming service. You get all the HBO shows. You get, you know, any of the new program they're doing. You get like certain first release movies. It's fantastic. It and looks you pro- like you'll probably be... get it for free with your cable subscription if you already have <laughs> HBO. It looks like there's going to be eight only murders in the building. Now, is it going to be the episodes. type of... Now, that has a pretty all-star cast. I would love, and I've said this many times, I would love if they were like, look, there's going to be eight and there's no season two. We're just going to wrap this shit up. I, like, what I hate is when there's a perfect bow on one season and they're like, well, I guess we'll do more. Like, like that's, that's what's going to happen with The Flight Attendant, which is on... Is I that think, what's going to happen Max. with The Queen's Gambit? Are they going to try to, uh, to do a second season? Because everyone wants a second season or more Queen's Gambit. I'm sort of like, no, it's over. I never watched it. I never finished it. You, yeah, you didn't like it. You're like, wait, she takes drugs and sees chess, and that's it. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it another shot. I just started knocking things over like chess pieces around my house and yelling "gambit" at Sarah. That's really all it. <laughs> that's really all it was. Like I would, like she would be using the salt, and I would just knock the pe- the shaker over and be like "gambit" and walk gambit. away, which is a weird joke we now have. Anyway, uh, I'll be back in studio next week. Uh, uh, this is the end of the program from the Newport Music Hall, Columbus, Ohio. Ryan, you got anything? Uh, tell everyone I said hello. Oh, I will. I'll be like, hello, 21 Pilots. Ryan says hello. And they'll be like, if you Ryan, see Mike, be like, tell him I said hi. I'll He'll be, be like, there. from the. Oh, Mike E? Yeah. Oh, I will let him know. All right. Thank you. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.